the greatest advice I got was from my brother. He said, you'll have a sense of relief when you know what's causing your symptoms. And I thought he was crazy because I just wanted the symptoms to go away and didn't want to deal with anything more. But you know what? It turned out his advice was right because now I had a name to go along with the symptoms. And not only that, I knew what I was up against and I could do something about it. And I felt empowered. Everyone has a story to tell, and we invite you to join us for the Multiple Sclerosis Diagnosis Journey podcast and listen to these unique stories. Greetings and welcome to the MS Diagnosis Journey podcast. I'm your host, Laura Kolaskowski, and with me today, I have a special guest, Helen. Hi, Helen. Hey, Laura. Thanks for inviting me. I am so glad you said yes to this because I understand not only do you have an interesting background in biomedical research, you have an interesting MS diagnosis journey story to tell us. So can you begin with setting the time and the place as to what was wrong with you and what sent you to the doctor to find out uh, what was happening? Yeah, so my symptoms began in 1998. Okay, so that's 24 years ago. So, but it's still fresh in my mind. My symptoms were really weird. I had extreme fatigue and I had shortness of breath. And that made no sense to me because at the time I was in excellent health. Um, I took all these different exercise classes uh, where I worked, I was an avid hiker and walker. And I just figured, how could I be short of breath? I'm in good shape. And that was not the only thing. I also felt like my feet were, there was something wrong with my feet. I felt like I was walking on hot stones and then they would fall asleep too. And the other symptom that was something I didn't expect, I was really moody and I knew something was wrong. I mean, climbing a flight of stairs, I shouldn't be out of breath. So I went to my primary care physician and then they referred me to a general neurologist and the neurologist, um, they took my symptoms seriously and they did a bunch of blood work and they looked at things like B12 deficiency, different forms of anemia. And um, they tested me for Lyme disease. Um, because it's this high amount of Lyme disease in my state, as well as a place I love to visit called Nantucket. Nantucket's uh-huh. an island, and um, I had been there a bunch of times, and I was concerned that I might have, you know, been exposed to the tick that causes Lyme disease. Which is really interesting, because I just read a statistic yesterday that they figure about 14% of the U.S. population has been exposed to Lyme disease. Yeah. So it's a really high prevalence and growing. So, Yeah, continue. so they, they tested me for Lyme disease, and I was negative. And my blood tests, all of them look normal except for one. And that one test showed that I had B12 deficiency. And um, I didn't even know B12. I mean, I knew it was a vitamin, you know, a B vitamin. 
but I didn't know what was what was the deal with that. And I came to learn that B12 is the largest vitamin and it's also the hardest to absorb because it's so big. So they did more tests to determine what was causing the B12 deficiency. I had something called a Schilling test, which they don't really do anymore. I don't want to go into detail <laughs> because they had to collect, I had to collect urine for 24 hours after um, drinking some radioactive thing. And uh, it wasn't very pleasant. But the end result is I did not have something called pernicious anemia. So they were looking for something called autoantibodies. And what that essentially is, is that your body makes antibodies to something called intrinsic factor. And intrinsic factor is made in your gut. And intrinsic factor has a really important job. It hooks up to the big B12 and takes it across your intestine and brings it into your bloodstream. So they wanted to see if I had, my body had made antibodies to attack that intrinsic factor. And of course, that was negative too. So in the end, I was B12 deficient. And they thought more than likely, the reason was that I had malabsorption because I am someone who is lactose intolerant and also gluten intolerant. Oh, so, yeah, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, so would, would B12 deficiency or pernicious anemia cause symptoms like tingling in the feet or feeling like you're walking on hot rocks? Yes, and it would cause the shortness of breath and extreme fatigue that I had. As And you know what the shocking part is, as a matter of fact, I had a brain and spinal cord MRI and they showed some kind of lesions and the actual radiologist read it and said, well, we suspect that this patient has some type of anemia. <laughs> so not only are the symptoms similar to MS, but so is the MRI. That's fascinating because I I had never heard that before. I'm sure the the medically aware people listening to this are shaking their head, going, "Yes, I understand that," but the, yeah. that's new to me. Yeah. So the hardest part here is the doctors went with what's the most likely thing. More than likely, I just have B12 deficiency, and I need to be get my B12 stabilized by getting injections of B12. And then I would feel better. And that's exactly what happened. I felt better. I got my B12 shots. The symptoms of extreme fatigue, shortness of breath and neuropathy, um, mood swings, all of that seemed to you know, get better. But, but about six months later, I um, ended up getting an upper respiratory infection. And then some of the symptoms returned, especially the neuropathy in my feet. And I was really fatigued. So the doctors thought, oh, wow, something else is going on here. So that's when I went to another specialist. So this would have been my second neurologist in a year. And he specialized in neuropathy. 
And he thought, based on my symptoms, that we should do a spinal tap. And on that spinal tap, they ended up finding something called oligoclonal bands. And it turns out that is one of the tests that indicates you have MS. So from that neurologist, I ended up going to an MS clinic. And that whole process took one year. And at the MS clinic, I was diagnosed with MS. So I finally knew not only was I B12 deficient, but I also had MS at the same time. Well, that's really fascinating. I've got to point out to the listeners that because you're in the greater Boston area, you're in an area that is rich with medical establishments, with Brigham and the the Harvard Medical Group up there. So you had the resources available for people to look at all the right tests and do these things, but it still took you a year to get Mm -hmm. the correct diagnosis. Yeah. And in some ways, it was really frustrating because I wanted to know what was going on. And the greatest advice I got was from my brother. And um, seven years before I had my MS symptoms, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he told me while I was going through this whole process, he said, you'll have a sense of relief when you know what's causing your symptoms. And I thought he was crazy because I just wanted the symptoms to go away and didn't want to deal with anything more. But you know what? It turned out his advice was right because now I knew what I had. I had a name to go along with the symptoms. And not only that, I knew what I was up against and I could do something about it. And I felt empowered by knowing I could do something about it. Well, it sounds like your brother was wise in that wisdom. Um, That really makes sense to me. Knowing is half the battle, as they say. So uh, that that is great advice from him. So in this process, did you ever feel like the healthcare professionals didn't take your symptoms seriously or dismissed you, especially because you are a woman? I'm always interested in that. At the beginning, at my primary care office, there was a doctor I didn't usually interact with who was covering for another doctor, and he didn't take my symptoms seriously. But as a biotech professional, I knew that I was dealing with something that needed to be followed up on. But that was the only person. Along the way, most people took my symptoms and my experience seriously and were actually concerned and advocated for me to get what I needed to find the answers I needed. So I I guess in some ways I was lucky that way. And and it sounds like you were that um, if everyone looked at you presenting your various symptoms and really wanted to work with you to find an answer to the question of what is wrong, were you familiar with MS before you heard that you had multiple sclerosis? Oh, yes, I was. But I guess maybe I'm a little privileged because I work in the biotech industry. I had heard of MS before um, just because uh, I knew a lot about different medical conditions as part of my work. But I had I had heard of it before. The thing is, 
I didn't really know anybody personally who had MS. Like I knew I knew famous actors and famous musicians who had had MS, but I didn't really have any, I didn't know any person with it. So now that you have this diagnosis, um, I'm sure that has changed. You've found that there's a number of people that you know that have MS and live with it and live well with it. Yeah. Do you have any other advice for people who might be on their own journey of trying to find out what's wrong and they suspect it might be MS? Um, What would be the best advice is, first of all, to do your homework. There's so much information out there online. So back in 1998 and 1999, finding information on the internet was kind of a new thing. But today there are things like your wonderful podcast. There is the National MS Society. There are resources online where you can read about symptoms of MS or other medical problems. So I feel like everybody should be their own advocate, but take the time and do a little research. And, you know, I don't want to say diagnose yourself, but I have found power in trying to figure things out and power knowing what I have. So I think, I think that answers your question. (laughs) It sure does. So, well, folks, you've been listening to my conversation today with Helen who started out with um, feeling like she had fatigue and had shortness of breath, walking on hot stones, and especially feeling moody, all of which were not normal for her. And she went down that path of looking for what is wrong. And at the end of it all, she came up with a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. So thank you, Helen. I appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. And and I hope my story helps someone who's on their own personal journey with MS. 